Hey, this is Barbara Corcoran, and you are now tuned in to Business Unusual. And everything you ever learned about business, throw it out the window. I'm going to tell you the real deal. Listen in. Today, I'm going to answer all your burning questions about work, life, starting a company, getting on track, and much, much more. Be sure to call in to the Business Unusual hotline with your question at 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. But first, lots of people think that if you have a great idea for a business, that's the big kahuna. I'm here to tell you all it is is a start. Today, we're going to talk to a young jewelry designer who's got more energy than you can shake a stick at. She's a salesman, all right. She's a creative genius, all right. But can she build a business? Listen in. You're going to learn quite a bit. Hi, Barbara. This is Riri, and I have a bunch of business questions as I'm an entrepreneur and jewelry designer, and I'm basically more of the creative, and I've struggled um, dealing with the business end. And as an entrepreneur, I tend to think out of the box, and I'm just curious if there's any tips as to when to know if you should follow a traditional business path or challenge that and create your own. Also, the best way to fund a business, I know there's various ways, and the best route to market for a high-end jewelry line, is it TV, radio, magazine, digital, influencers? There's so many different ways to do this now. Retail versus wholesale and direct-to-consumer, there's also various ways to target your customers and create a different platform to achieve those things. When is it good or appropriate to make a good consulted slash employee a business partner? Is there any way to tell if that's a good thing to do if you have a great consultant you're paying monthly and then to make them a partner instead of having to pay the monthly fee? Thank you so much. Well, you gave me like a four-part question. Your basic questions, ones that arouse great curiosity to me, is you mentioned to me that you're more of a creative than you are a business person. I guess that explains why you've spent some money on hiring consultants to get Mm -hmm. your business off the ground. Can I ask you how much money you've put into the business overall? I just mean like a ballpark figure. This new business, about a year and a half old, where I stepped back and kind of got it on its own, I'm about... I'd say two hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money, I think. Yeah, but I started eight years ago as a hobby, like beating and selling them like crazy in my area, mm. and that's not a good business plan to be manufacturing yourself. And I have put more money than that into it, also. Since you were excited about being a jeweler, how much money have you put in? Five hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, five hundred? Closer to five, yes. Closer to five, but you're not hoping to get that initial investment out. It's really just the new business. In the last couple of years, you've spent about two hundred thousand. Okay, correct. Do you, do you have a ton of inventory? And if so, what's that worth? I have about, I'd say, seventy thousand in inventory or less. Okay, so not a lot of inventory. No, because I have a factory that I deal with that is able to get me the things within two weeks. And also, that's also a strategy, business strategy that I struggle with. Although as a designer and knowing my consumer, I'm pretty good at judging what pieces will sell. But that seems to me from looking at it, that's the key is knowing how much to produce and what you predict to sell. And I feel like that's the key. I see. Okay. I think the key here is something vastly different. I think the problem with your business so far is very different than where your head is going. I think the problem is you have too much money. 
And let me try to explain that a little bit to you. Okay? I've been told that. Mm -hmm. Oh, you have. I, I thought everything uh -huh. I ever said was original. Don't don't uh, break my bubble. Okay. <laughs> not too much money. It's more that I don't know how to work on a stringent budget, and I've been putting it sporadically all around instead of really focusing. No, I actually mean something more basic than that. I mean simply too much money. Let's roll back the clock. Let's say two years ago, although you were doing the beating prior to that. Let's say two years ago you had about $5,000 saved mm -hmm. and you decided I really want to do a fine jewelry business. Okay. What the heck can I do with $5,000? Probably the last thing you would, if you even thought of doing is hiring a consultant. Am I right? Correct. Mm -hmm. All right. But what did you hire the consultants for? For example, what was their expertise that you felt you needed at that time? Well, it didn't happen in the beginning. I did it all on my own, but I was getting too busy and I was playing too many roles. One of them is more on the computer and technology end, which I'm not very good at nor like to do. And the other one was I'm the designer, but he works with the factory and deals with the actual taking my designs and bringing them to fruition. So mm -hmm. it enabled me to get my designs to somebody and then, you know, orchestrate it. Mm -hmm. I can assure you of one thing. When you have a middleman in anything that you ask them to, you take care of this and bring it back to me, you always are charged much, much more than when you're the kid with the $5,000 banging on the door and asking, hey, how could I do it cheaper? Oh, really? Mm -hmm, how mm -hmm. could I do this different? Okay. In terms of making a productive business, I would say that from the get-go, you set yourself up for automatic failure. You don't mind my speaking very plain no, with you, No, I do? love constructive criticism. I okay. absolutely love it. Well, that's my intent. If, for example, you wanted to produce your fine jewelry, didn't know how to manufacture it, you didn't know how to get the computer systems you needed, and you only had that $5,000, you would have been forced in the position of bartering. I'll give you jewelry. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. Mm -hmm. That's called scrapping. And scrapping wow. is what's been responsible for 99.9% .9 of every successful business out there. When you really? have very little resources and you have to figure a puzzle out, like how the hell do I get to the finish line when mm -hmm. I have no resources? My colleague on Shark Tank, Damon John, calls it the power of broke. I love that expression because there's such power in being broke because you have to really work your angles and figure out how do I bootstrap this business and get it up and running. Borrow a thousand from my mother, maybe, but not invest $200,000 in your business idea. Okay. You also asked in your question, when's a good time to make a consultant a partner? Who were you thinking of doing that with and why? I have two that work with me, but I actually just met with one, another one again. I haven't hired her, but there's a lot of people operate like this in the creative world. And I'm constantly meeting with them. That might be one of my mistakes too. They offer different things, whether they were heads of big stores or ran fine jewelry. And I feel like my life is very busy having three children. And if I could alleviate this business end to somebody else, it would allow me to focus more on what I love to do. Which is, which is creating jewelry, jewelry which yes. is designing. And the business end constantly gets me tied up with a lot of things. I briefly mentioned to you, I worked extremely hard in school, but struggled with learning issues. So I think I know in the back of my head, it always echoes thinking the other person might know more. And that comes from that. I do think that's where I get that from. Like I always think this person giving me information at the other end of the table knows more than me. And I have been told to stop doing that, that you know what you're doing, stop handing off these jobs because you think they know it better. 
So I'm trying to do that. But I just was curious if it ever pays to take on somebody. When do you know it could be not a consultant or bring in a partner or something along those lines? You know, my feeling on that is it always pays to bring in a partner. And most of the very successful businesses that I've been involved with often have partnerships. Mm-hmm. So I happen to be biased toward that, thinking the best of a situation. But in your instance, I don't believe so. And let me tell you why. A partner could bring into you technology experience, store placement if you want to go retail, maybe even a business plan of where you want to go with your business. Mm-hmm. That's what I just met with somebody that might help me with that. Yes. Well, I will tell you that person will happily take your money just like all the other consultants. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying they will happily be paid for their expertise. They'll happily take a portion of your business for their expertise if that's the way you want to pay. But I don't think that's the right thing for you. You know what I think? I think you're in the wrong business. I think that you should be in business for yourself, period. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the one basic building block of every successful entrepreneur I've ever worked with is a certain street smart hustle. Uh And that one trait is what gets them where they want to go. What you are by your nature, from what I'm hearing from you, is you're a creative. You love it. You love the creativity. Why wouldn't you start a business offering creative services yourself? Get on the other side of the fence. Is it jewelry you love or is it the creative process you love? You're the first one that has proposed that. So I'm thinking deeply about that. I do love designing. I was a design major at Boston College. So I do love art. That was always my thing. So I do love creating. There's something about jewelry of having an idea and seeing it. It's like sculpture come to life. There's pattern and color and balance. And that's everything I loved when I was in art school. And I did fall into it in jewelry till later. I worked in fashion prior to that. Mm -hmm. But there's one aspect I will say, Barb, I might not be a street smart. I'm getting there, but I am a hustler. I don't ever like to tap myself on the shoulder, but every person that's ever met me has always said they've never met somebody work as hard, run around. I don't need a lot of sleep. I'm never sick. And I'm just on the go all the time. That's just my personality. And I love to work. So I don't want you to feel that I'm just like a person that wants to design jewelry. You oh, know, you know what not. I'm trying uh, to say. This but world of difference. Yep. I was a competitive tennis player, grew up with all brothers. I have a very competitive side and I can be a hustler like no other. And everybody has always said that to me. I do have that quality. I might not be that street smart and it has hurt me along the way and trusting people. I come from a family of entrepreneurs who have warned me of exactly, that's what my father has always said, exactly what you told me. When I started, I had nothing and I'm scared that you're not understanding. It's something that you can't teach people when they go through something like that. Mm -hmm. Right. I've had that told to me, but I, again, I can only be the person I am. And I know I'm loving doing this. I don't love the constant relying on all the different people and that part, the business end of it. But I do love meeting people and I can get along any kind of person as well. Converse with anybody and really get a good feel for them. I'm pretty good at that. Do you know what I'm hearing, Riri, in your voice? Every single expression. I wish I still had uh, my real estate brokerage business and it has nothing to do with what you sell, but that you sell. You are a phenomenal creative salesperson. That's your essence. People have told me that and I hated to think I was a salesperson. A lot of people have said that. Well, guess what? I've never met anyone who's been enormously successful in anything without being a salesperson. I couldn't think of a better calling card. Mm -hmm. If you can sell, you can sell anything, as they say, because you can sell. 
but I have to love what I'm selling. And I you do. I worked in fashion. I have to be genuine. I'm not yep. the type that can just sell. If I love what I'm doing, you know, then I can do it. So how hard is it for you to sell direct to the consumer online? Right now, I only sell things that are like under 500 on my website, but I have built such a following in the area where I'm from. And this is where I'm trying to break out of that mold is a whole different business model. And I'm also struggling. What with, do you mean? You Wait, let me just understand that a little bit better, Riri, if I could. So yeah. you're selling like individually with your mouth, showing your jewelry to friends, associates, and you're selling one-on-one like that. Well, seven years I've been doing this. So I started with the beating. I developed a following because I have three daughters and three separate schools. I have a lot of contacts. Yeah. Yeah. So how much have you sold with your new jewelry line without the beating in the last two years? Just ballpark. I'd say a hundred thousand. That's decent. Yeah. In that two year period, you sold a hundred thousand, but you spent 200,000 on consultants. Uh, Probably. I don't even know. That's all consulting fees or also your manufacturing costs? Oh, no, it's manufacturing. It's marketing. Let me tell you, uh, because there's a lot of pieces here, okay? Oh, yeah. And each of the slices of your business, you tell with equal excitement. Yes, I get so excited. It's almost like you're the bee that jumps from flower to flower, like, oh, my God, this is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. This is gorgeous. Uh-huh. As my brother says, who's very business-like, you got an idea a minute, but we got to corral these ideas. <laughs> You know what? I would go farther than corralling the idea. I would write them all on a piece of paper. I've already heard about maybe six or seven. (laughs) I bet you have a few more that I haven't heard about. So write them all down on a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Put on a scale of one to 10, which of the ideas, if someone said to you, for the rest of your life, for the next 10 years, you could only do this one thing, which of the ideas would you choose? You'll probably make that decision not based on how much money it could make or any other specific to it, you would probably make that decision based on pure love. If I had to choose one thing, I just love doing this. Let's mm-hmm, assume mm-hmm. that the this that you choose, I'll just say for argument's sake, I have no idea where you land, is you making those beautiful necklaces because you showed that to me, okay? Yeah. Let's say on a scale of one to 10, that's a 10. On the next Mm -hmm, thing on your mm -hmm. list, maybe that's an eight. Next one's Mm -hmm. a seven. Another eight. Mm -hmm. Choose your one. And then as a salesperson, not as a businesswoman, you sit down and you make a list of how could I sell more of that? I doubt whether it's going to have anything to do with what those consultants tell you. I bet it's going to have to do with your mouth, your enthusiasm, your network of people who like your taste level and what you do, buying into you and buying your product. I see you with that one product like an Avon lady, like taking all these gals with the contacts and having them be your partners, Mm -hmm, give them mm -hmm, the supplies, mm -hmm. say you network with your people, see what you sell, give me feedback of what else I should design. You should be the chief designer salesperson with lots of people following you that are doing the exact same thing. Who could resist your sales pitch? I couldn't. I think I want a rep for you. You need to find (laughs) reps that can Uh sell what Uh you most care about. Now, when you say that, though, that entails making the pieces for them to then bring to all these places. You already are making the pieces. You have that one figured out, right? Yeah. Okay. So you've covered that. Chop off all your consultants. You got to stop that payroll. That's crazy. Just craziness. Okay. But promise yourself you're going to stay with one thing only for an entire 12 months. If you could take your energy, 
your salesmanship, your creative gift, and hyper-focus it in one direction, you'll be an enormous success. Your biggest enemy is you're too wildly crazy and excitable about too many things. It's your zest for living is in the way. Yes, that's what I've been told. If it doesn't happen within 12 months with that kind of hyper-focus, resisting everything else that tempts you, like Adam and Eve, here comes a new apple, pretend you don't see it. If you can't stay focused for the 12 months and make a success of that, you really shouldn't be in business. You should just be a hobbyist that likes to make jewelry. When you say one piece, you mean one piece of jewelry? No, no, I don't mean one piece of jewelry. I would think one thing you want to do, make certain necklaces. You want to make them out of gold. You don't want to do beads and this and this. That's where you go off. You like go all over the place. All over. My mom said you're like a drunk. You go right, left, and backwards. (laughs) Call your mother. What are you calling me for? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know. And I don't even like to drink and I'm saying that. Oh my God, okay. I know. (laughs) Yeah, well, mother knows best, I'd have to say in this instance. I don't go forward, I go all over. If you could bottle up your wild ass enthusiasm and your ability to convince someone it's the best thing that's ever happened and stay focused on one thing, you could be an entrepreneur and be enormously successful. If you can't, you really should be in business as an entrepreneur. It's not your thing, you're a jewelry designer. And it's interesting you say that because I only like creating things that haven't really been seen. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Terrific. So there's your one thing. If you love that more than anything, that's the thing you sell. But I'm going to tell you something. I'm not even convinced you should be selling it online. I think your forte is your mouth and your Mm -hmm. heart and your enthusiasm. And I think with all the time you could spend making sure it's up to date, getting the professional help you need, all of that stuff. And I'm all for marketing online. Of course, it's a Mm -hmm. big kahuna today. But I'm telling you, you're the exception because of your mouth. You are a hell of a salesman. And I think that one-on-one interaction can sell other people on selling for you as your rep. And I think your one-on-one will sell whatever you invent like a hotcake. But you better decide what it is. Mm-hmm. And it could be a few pieces. It could be jewelry, but maybe not three collections. Is that definitely what you're pick your winner and stay with it for twelve months, and then write me a thank you note. Of course. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I so appreciate it. Okay, stay focused on one thing. Really nice yes. chatting with you. Bye bye. Yes. Bye bye. Let's take a short break to talk about a company I love. My friends at On Deck Business Loans. Now let's get back to the show. Hi, Barbara. My name is Jeff. I'm a small business owner. I've been for the last five years. I used to work for this small gift shop company and they went out of business and I took over the business. I've had a baby in between. I put everything on the line. My credit is not the best, but I'm working on it. But it's extremely difficult for me to get a loan. And I'm looking for help. I actually didn't think this was real. I don't even think you'll call me back. Uh, but if you do, it will be like a godsend blessing. I'm here sitting with my daughter and thinking of the future. And you are definitely an inspiration. Anyways, thank you. Well, of course, Jeff, it's real. And that's why I'm going to answer your question. I was very happy to get that question because so many people starting businesses and in your instance, taking over a business, what a brave soul you are. That even takes more guts, I think, because you know what you're in for. It's always an issue about credit. That's the problem with most small businesses today. The number one question I always get is how do I get a loan to provide what I need to grow my business? Okay. So I should start, Jeff, by saying it takes a lot of time to improve a credit score, but it can be done. 
Meanwhile, you shouldn't let that discourage you or get in your way because the local neighborhood bank, of course, starts as a starting gate. What's your credit score? If you don't have a great credit score, they're not going to entertain lending at all. But there are other types of lenders that are actually tailor-made for small businesses that understand the need that small businesses have and also understand that in the process of building a business, the credit score has to be built as well. So, for example, my very good sponsor, On Deck, I know the folks over there, that's their attitude. They're right behind small business. They like to feel as though they can make a real difference in someone's building of their business in the early stage. And their requirement for a credit score is never the same as your local neighborhood bank. I think their minimum FICO is about 600. What I would suggest you do is either call on deck for whatever your business need is, but also go on their website. If you go on ondeck.com slash resources, you'll find a series of articles there about how to improve your FICO score. I think they're well-written, they're easy to follow, and you could start working on that. But meanwhile, don't let it stop your desire to build a big business. I hear your little kid in your arm making those beautiful sounds. I'm sure that's on your head. How do I make a big success of my business? And the reality of needing money to do that is everyone's reality. So don't hesitate to borrow money, but make sure you go to the right people, someone like On Deck, because it's so much easier for someone building a business, certainly, than someone going to the large bank that doesn't seem to be able to walk in the shoes of what an entrepreneur really needs. All right, so I wish you luck. Make sure you catch up on those articles because they're very useful and you can start working on your credit score right now. And that's all the questions we have time for today. If you have a question, leave me a voicemail on the Business Unusual hotline, 888-BARBARA. That's 888-B-A-R-B-A-R-A. You can also tweet it to me at Barbara Corcoran, and I may just answer it on a future episode. You've been listening to Business Unusual with me, Barbara Corcoran. Come back next week to hear more steps and missteps I took on the path to success. Search and follow Business Unusual on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. 